Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk <coughs> Recorded live. Hey, so we did tour track. Yeah, what's up, fellas? We're good to go. We're just talking horse racing, you know. <laughs> like, black people don't care about horse racing. And we, I still don't. I don't care. Oh, oh, the Kentucky Derby and all that shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that now. See? Told you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas don't care about that shit because it don't matter. It's, it's bullshit. It's just a fucking place for white people to go get fucked up at and wear stupid fucking hats. They do do that. Maybe you drink it's a... The only time it matters is if you go to the track and you can actually bet some money in that shit while you're drinking a beer. But as far as watching the Kentucky Derby with a bunch of white folks, nah, we don't care about that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Niggas don't care about that shit. I'm so glad to have another black person that feels the way I do about something. Because look at Danny, man. What about when it gets down to the third? Like, the, the same horse wins the first two, and then he has a chance for the Triple Crown. Do you tune in to see if he wins the Triple Crown? Are you talking to me? Um, yeah, I may tune in just to see if that shit happens, but will I be rooting for him like white people be doing and caring about that shit? No. i just be tuning in and check that out. You just want to see history, mate. Right. And be like, yeah, I remember when they get all the emotional about the shit. White people like, and you know, that's the good and the bad thing about white people since we jump right into the race topic. That's the good and the bad thing about white people. White people care about shit. Black folks don't give a fuck. That's the good and the bad about white and black people. White people actually care about shit. They care about horses and other people and how they treat other people and all that shit. Generally, black folks don't give a fuck. That's why you guys be dog fighting. Hey, fuck that. Listen, dog, white people dog fight too, nigga. I seen some white dog fighters down here, nigga. Wait, ain't your, uh, ain't your, uh, said that he, uh, raised chicken to fight chicken? <laughs> he does do that, yeah. So get the fuck out of here. But he's Mexican, though, so it doesn't count. He's still the same shit. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's fucked up, too. Poor chickens. I mean, they just gonna be somebody's fried chicken dinner. It don't even matter. It's gonna be delicious in a minute. No, they don't, because he doesn't even, he never does anything with these chickens. He just raises them, trying to breed them, to find, and then, like, they get old and die, or they get killed by one of his dogs or something, and then he just thinks he's grooming the, the perfect fighting chicken all the time. He's, your father is <laughs> Now he's my father. Get out of here. All right. Oh, that's your dad? He's so, talking about your dad as far as fighting chickens? That's what you're talking about, or what? It, it's my stepdad that does it. And he's not even a, really my stepdad. It's my mom's boyfriend. <laughs> the one, yeah, he, he's fucking your mom. That means he's your stepdad. <laughs> he's even farther removed than that. All right. So we'll start um, in a little bit. And in, are you recording on your end, too? Yeah, I've already started, man. I mean, I'm recording this for my show. You guys recording it for your show, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I... Yeah, we were under the impression we thought we were doing our show. Well, right. I got it's even better. I mean, we can do do it yeah, we can do it at the same time. Matter of fact, let's do this. You guys can do yours, and I'll do mine. And since we're doing this shit at the same time, we're both podcast hosts. Well, all three of us, I should say, since it's two of y'all. What we can do is have, like, a host off. We'll ask each other's questions and shit. And uh, we'll just keep doing that shit until we get tired of it. I'm assuming that's what you do in your podcast anyway. You ask questions and talk about random shit, right? 
Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I mean, I just asked. He asked me stupid shit, and I asked him stupid shit. So sounds like a plan. All right, straight. So let me go ahead and get it started. Matter of fact, before we do that, just go ahead and introduce yourself so, so folks know who the fuck I'm talking to. I, this is uh, Danny Richardson of the My Black Friend Show, and this is my black friend. I'm Debo, and I'm just another black guy. That's how I see you, anyway. You asshole. All right, so good deal. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start it off, and then since it's two of y'all, I don't want to be tag teamed by y'all motherfuckers. So only one person on the other end can ask one question. Mm, all right. I'll let Debo answer the black questions. I mean, it ain't going to be black or white. It's going to be whatever. <laughs> all right, so here's the first, here's the first question in slash scenario. All right, I was watching something on TV a little while ago, and there was this dude, it was a white dude with a big dick, but... The sad thing about that is he had a big dick, but he was ugly as hell and couldn't get no chicks or pussy. So my question to either one of you guys is, would you rather be an ugly white dude, which is which really matters, you have to be an ugly white dude with a big dick, but you couldn't get no chicks or pussy, or would you rather be a white dude, good-looking as hell, with a tiny-ass dick, but you can pull chicks? Which one would you rather be? That's what both of y'all. Danny, you go first. <sighs> if, if there's just, am I limited to... No matter what I do, I couldn't pull chicks as the white guy? No, no, no. Well, you, you're an unattractive it's, white dude. and just So it's a lot harder. Default, it's a lot more hard. So, I mean, by default, women ain't going to dig you. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm super attractive now. And I feel like I've done well at tricking women into agreeing to do things that I want to do. Um, I I so I I think I I think I might go that route because there's a bonus if we just take out the sex part. Let's be honest, like whites winning the the race lottery. So I think I'd always still just pick the benefits of being white than being a black guy. Like so, I mean, there's there's benefits outside of the sex part as well that I think outweigh everything. Yeah, I mean, being attractive isn't all that great because I mean I'm not that attractive, but I'm not a pretty attractive chick, you know. And I make pretty babies. I make boys. So I feel like if I had a big dick and wasn't attractive, I could work harder and get a lot of money, especially since I'm white. And then the big dick is just going to be an added bonus for any bitch that fuck with me. So i probably choose the ugly nigga with a big dick. Yeah, I, I can think of it. I think that I think if you had the big dick and you were ugly, like it's still an overcompensate. Like you're just like, well, now you have confidence. Yeah. But if you're the good-looking guy with the little dick, you're like, I think then you're not as confident in everything you do. And that's, I, it seems like that would make it harder, even though in this scenario, that guy manages to still pull chicks all the time. I mean, there's a certain big dick attitude that people have. And you know that a nigga got a big dick because nothing really phases them because it's like, yeah, well, I could probably fuck your bitch. You know? It's right. like, yeah, I could probably pull your bitch. And she'll like, I think there's a level of it, though, when then, like, there's confidence and then there's arrogance. And when it grows into arrogance, then you know they're overcompensating. Yeah. Then you know it's the guy that wants you to think he's got a big dick, but he doesn't have a big dick. Yeah, that's what, those would be the guys that had a big cars and, you know, right. big houses, and they care about square feet and shit like that. Yeah, those are the ones that are trying too hard. You can sniff them out. Okay. Yeah, that question? Yeah, that answers that <laughs> right. question. I appreciate that. Your turn now. All right, so I got a question for you. I feel like this is the most important question here. Why all the hate? <laughs> Why are you so hateful? Well, I don't... Oh, well, okay. 
Um, I'm so hateful because, and it's a matter of perception, but I'm so hateful because uh, it's fun. Honestly, that shit is hella fun. It really is. Shitting on other people and not really caring how they feel, you should try sometime. No, yeah. We, we've we been listening recently, and it it definitely works, though. It's the best feeling. Like, we've heard, I heard your episode where, I guess you would call it the hater tour, where you just basically call these uh, random shows on blog talk, and you would just kind of like, you, would go, you wouldn't be counterproductive to the conversation, but you would give, like, that opposite point of wherever the conversation topic is. And it was probably the best fucking shit I ever heard. Just calling it a random show and just basically being a dick. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't fuck with black chicks. Yeah, I mean, it's not nothing against them. It's just, you know, that's not me. Like that shit is the funniest shit I ever. Are you, are you hateful? Are you the hater in real life, or do you feel this is who you just are for the show? Oh, no, no, this is really who I am. And that's why I say it's a matter of perception because you may view it as hate, and I even call myself the player hate, and I do spew hate occasionally. But, no, I think what I do is definitely necessary um, because a lot of motherfuckers out there don't have a voice. A lot of niggas don't know how to use what little voice they do have. And I'm like, yo, not that I'm an advocate of speaking up for these motherfuckers. No, it's just the way I personally feel. If I hear somebody talking some bullshit or something I disagree with, I'm not going to just sit on that shit. I'm going to say something. And I just, the way I am and as confident as I feel about me and my vocal abilities, yeah, I'm going to do that shit. Right, right. I got you. Uh, Debo, you got anything? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, I, I fucking feel it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Danny... You always tell me. Did you just tell me that today? I was a hate. I hate everything. Devo hates everything new. Anytime something in his life changes, he just hates it. It's always worse off than what it was. He can't wait for things to change. He can't wait for new things to come out. And then when they do, he automatically hates it. That's he, because nine times out of ten, it sucks ass. Like real shit. Like Charlotte sucks it. Fucking, I told you this. And I, oh no, I tried something new today, and you just didn't give a fuck about it. I tried some, that fucking popcorn shit. It was fucking great. And you just like, I don't. Devo was eating old old people snacks. He had some like Werther's original popcorn shit. Nigga, why is that old? That shit is good. Everybody knows that's old people food, and you wanted me to get excited about it. Nigga, if you taste it, you'll like. It. Yeah, I'll taste it in about forty years from now. All right. Yo, let me ask you guys this because I was listening to a podcast, and I have the podcast critic coming out um tomorrow, and I was listening to this dude, and he was a fat dude, and this is one thing I can't motherfucking stand. One of many things I can't stand. I can't stand for dudes who need help themselves, giving advice. And he's a fat dude who just made the discovery that he needed to lose weight and exercise in order to be healthy. Hmm. Well, Debo, because <laughs> I'll take that question. Go ahead. I'm the fat guy in this relationship, but I don't even know how I'm fatter than Danny. But that's a whole other topic. Um, I, I mean, I, I know, I, I know that I'm fat, right? And I, I accept that. So I, I feel like it's not a general, it's not something that you should be surprised at that, okay, you have health problems or this can, you know, turn into health problems. Even though uh, in the past, like, couple of months here, I did have some health problems, you know, a, a real health care. But that was that force that made me say, okay, I, I guess everybody needs a motivator, right? right. And it just depends on what you want to do to motivate. Like, uh, not too long horn, but, you know, I've been, you know, I stopped smoking almost two years ago when I found out I was going to have a kid. And right. so I did that, and I took it, and it was hard. 
But, you know, I haven't had a cigarette in almost two years, and that's that's something I'm proud of. And so the next okay, thing I was on, this is my first time. I just been introduced to you guys, and I didn't know that Debo necessarily was fi- fat. But damn, hold on, you were fat or are fat? Plus, you used to be a smoker. Damn, nigga, you must be trying to kill yourself. Oh man, it's fun. It's a funny thing. I, I'm a person that believes that you should live life to the fullest. But I think I kind of just fell into the smoking. I, I don't. I, it's gonna sound the most cliche thing you ever hear, but yeah, like you I did it because smoke, it sounded right? cool. Just fell into smoking. Okay. Yeah, I did it, and I, I swear to God, I did it because it was cool, because it was like, I started smoking at the club, smoking Black and Miles when I was in college, and then that shit turned into, like, an everyday thing, and then I said, okay, these Black and Miles are too much, I need to smoke cigarettes, and so I started smoking cigarettes, and was, like, on cigarettes for, like, five fucking years. It's so weird to me, because that's never, like, I've smoked cigarettes before, and, and never once, like, I'm never, I was, like, you never have it and be like, this is fun. I've, I don't know. I've never gotten the hang-up on that. I've never felt like I needed one. Like, I've done it because, like, other people have one. It's like when I was younger and people, like, offer you one. You're like, yeah, I'll try it. And, and like, did it a couple times, and every time I'm like, this seems like the most pointless thing. So I, I do find it weird that how it ever adapts into a habit for you. i tell you how. Strange. I, and not that this is the fault or the reason, but smoking is a stressor to me. And the job I used to have before I, I found my career was a stressful job. And so we would go outside and smoke cigarettes to kind of cope and get through to the next shift. Like I was a cook. And that's the thing you do when you're a cook. You smoke. You, you, get, you deal, bust, put a bunch of food out, and then you take a smoke break, and then you go out and put out another bunch of food out. And it just turned into a habit. You, you, really do hands, you do wash your hands in between those smoke breaks and cooking food at home. <laughs> huh, maybe. Um, but no, man. Well, I mean, we had to. You know, that's the restaurant regulations, and they have cameras there, so you have to wash your hands. But if there um, wasn't cameras, you wouldn't have washed your hands. Uh, it depends. Are you not a hand washer? No, I am a hand washer. Like huge now. Every time you go to the that, bathroom, you wash. That your makes hands. me wash. Actually, working in a restaurant made me wash my hands multiple times a day. That turned me into a hand washer. I wasn't before, but that turned me into a hand washer. That's kind of weird. I don't, I'm a hand washer for my own sake, like. I'm, I wash every time before I'm, especially, if, I guess when it's mostly when it's based around food though. Like if I'm going to eat, I definitely wash mine. And then when I'm done eating, I wash. And then there's just things like if I fucking been playing with the dog, when I'm done, like I'll probably go wash my hands. See, I, was, I, I used to wash my hands only when it was time to eat. I would never wash or when I come out of the bathroom. But now I wash my hands multiple times a day, even if I haven't used the bathroom. If I feel like I've been, like, for instance, if I come home from work, I'm driving, I come in the house, I go immediately and wash my hands because it's dirty outside. So now, I, I mean, I, I don't know why. I just, that's just my thing. Right. Yo, so, Danny, let me ask you this. Was that, like, instilled in you when you were a child as far as hand washing? And, and Debo, for you, was it not instilled in your black ass when you were a child? Hell, yeah. My mama didn't give a fuck. I, I don't, I mean, we were definitely told to wash up before dinner, you know, or before we ate. Um, but at some point along the, the line, like, I think I just kind of, it's like a mild germophobia thing. Like, I, you know, anytime I touch anything, like, I, I'm, I'm already thinking, like, I need to go wash my hands soon. So, it's, I mean, I'm not, like, super bad about it, but I do always, and I'm always aware of, like, you open up, you open up a door handle, like, you know that, like, probably 10 dudes touched that door earlier in the day that didn't wash their hands after they took a piss. So now you basically just grab that door handle covered in dick. 
And so as soon as I touch the door, I know I'm like, man, I got I got strange dick on my hand, and I need to wash my hands soon. <laughs> hey, so yo, 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 good scary. point, good point. And can we jump in? I just had a sex-related question I, I, I got to ask, following up uh, on the dick on the hand shit. All right, so let me ask yeah. you guys. I got to get your opinion on this. And then I'll, I'll, let me tell you, first of all, I have to have a chick when she comes. I don't know if you guys are married or what. I'm single, and I date a bunch of chicks. But when they come over and we're about to fuck, they got to take a shower off rip. So for the both of you guys, is that important for, to you? Can you climb right in and maybe even lick the pussy without the chick even taking a shower first? Or how do you deal with that? Uh, no. Um, I, I, I've never required him to take a shower, but I'm not against that idea. It seems like a lot of work. Like, I don't know that they're always, I, I don't, I mean, you gotta be smooth. I think to pull that off to like yeah. suggest that you gotta get them to shower first. It almost seems like an insult. So I think if you pull, if you can pull it off, I'm, I'm all for it, but I don't think I've ever requested a chick to take a shower. And I've I've probably hooked up with, like, some sweaty chicks, too. So uh, you're, I'm willing to look past it. And then I'm definitely like, we got to shower afterwards. I always feel like I need to shower afterwards. I'm super gross after sex. So, yeah. That's, that's so good. I mean, I think that's a wonderful idea. I think, I, I mean, I haven't required it, but I definitely don't eat pussy until I know this pussy is clean. So... What, my, what I would do is say, hey, you know what, let's take a shower together. And then I would go and take a shower and make sure that that pussy gets washed clean before I put my fucking mouth. I'm, you know, I mean, I don't mind eating pussy and everything, but it's something about sweaty pussy just that it's not appetizing. It's just, it's, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it would be a good thing for me in my mouth because clearly Urban Magic got an aid somehow. <laughs> So somehow, it's just, you're not sure how it works, but I don't know how it works, but I know he got it somehow. So how do you how do you get them? I want to hear your line for how you get a chick to take a shower. Yeah, brought her home. It's how not do you about start a line. That? No, it's not about a line, guys. It's like my belief with relationships in general, and just even with casual relationships, you condition that shit. So once she comes over once or twice, she already knows the routine. Either she showers if she's coming from home. She knows to take a shower before she heads over here. And if she's coming straight from work or someplace other than home, then, yeah, she knows the routine. She comes in, she takes a shower, she cleans up, we fuck. But isn't everybody supposed to do that? Because I, I don't know I don't know about y'all, but anytime I knew I was going to get pussy, if I was coming from work, I would go and take a shower first. Or if I was going from home, I would take a shower before I got to the house. Yeah, you do, like, the cleanest shower you've ever had. It's, like, the first time in two weeks you actually, like, scrub yourself all over, and you're like, oh, I should use soap this time. Like, it is the, like, most spotless shower I can be. Like, you, you make sure you wash your balls. Like, you get everything. You, you Like, I, yeah, you, whenever you're going over there, you, it's your job, or somebody's coming over, it's your job to make sure you're as clean as possible. But in my scenario, I was picturing, like, you're out and you meet a chick, and bring her back to your place for that first time. And now you've got to suggest to her, like you've just met her hours ago, and now you've got to suggest to her that she has to shower before you guys are going to do anything. I think that's a hard transition to make. Well, actually, I don't think it is, and I don't function that way. Um, I generally only fuck chicks that I know. I don't pick up chicks and take them home and fuck them. I don't, I, I've never done that. Um, so, yeah, I have to know a chick before I fuck them, number one. And but yeah, I mean your scenario, what you just described, would be kind of hard to pull off. But I know that I could pull it off. <laughs> you still confident there, Danny? You think you can get your wife to do that? You think you could just say, "Hey, go take a shower before"? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would probably say it nicer than what you just did, but I, I think I think that's understandable. That's fine. Nah, see, you just go, hey, 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 bitch, go take a shower. Go watch that. You just do that. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I think once you know the the person, like he's saying, and and you guys have done stuff for whatever, I think it's much easier to feel like, well, hey, before we're gonna do this, why don't we hop in the shower, you know, throw up a little bit? Like I think I think that's much easier to pull off than what I was picturing it being just somebody you just met and you've got to figure out how to talk them into just like, yeah, I need you to go scrub down. I, I don't know you and you look dirty. So I want you to go wash off first. But I want to fuck you though. <laughs> I'll yeah, fuck but you, but you're going to exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. But you look dirty. <laughs> dirty as hell, but I do want to some of that pussy though. Right. Yeah. Oh and being yeah. honest, but I think, I don't, I don't think they'll appreciate that kind of honesty. That's a real PSA that everybody should learn. Yeah, how just everybody should understand that if somebody asks you like, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck you, but I need you to wash off first," you should not take that as an insult. You should only hear the part that says, "I'm going to fuck you," and just accept that as a compliment and be like, "Okay, this is the bargaining table. You you agreeing to have sex, but you want me to go wash off first? Deal. I'll be back in ten minutes." And, you know, what about this, though? Let's say while you're, like, during the fucking session, let's say, I don't know if you guys are into getting your ass licked or maybe even licking ass, but let's say she does that. <laughs> let's, let's just say, and I'll let Debo respond since he's laughing. Let's just say she just starts, she's sucking your dick, and then all of a sudden she reaches around and starts licking your ass. How would you respond to that, and would you make her get up and brush her teeth afterwards? So that has happened to me. Oh, Jesus. It was a situation where she was kind of like, you know, sucking the balls or whatever and, 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 and playing with her tongue down there. And then all of a sudden, like, her tongue was in my ass, like, and my legs was up in the air. Oh. And I'm kind of like, what is this shit? So, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad feeling, but it wasn't necessarily a great feeling either. It was, it was weird. It, it, it was something that I had never had. And so I did clinch up you know, very seriously. <laughs> and um, I definitely didn't kiss her after. I, 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 as a matter of fact, we didn't even uh, talk much after that. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't look at her in the face. It was weird. Like, you you say you want a freak. Like, everybody says they want a freak, but then when a freak starts doing freaky shit that you don't expect, it kind of freaks you out. Right. And this shit happened to me when I was, like, maybe 22, 23, something like that. It was it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. I've never I've never had anybody try that, and I would de- I would have no problem pushing the person away, and you know I'm like not hard, but just like guiding them back, like no 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 we're not we're not doing that. Um, I yeah I would I I unless for some reason they got there really fast, and to my surprise I liked it. I don't feel like I would. I feel like I'd be too uncomfortable with it. If I liked it, then I'd be like all right, let's I'm open it. Let's try this out, but. I don't think that would be the case. I I would have no problem just being, like, just kind of doing that nudge with your hands. Like, no, you just go back to what you were doing, and we'll be okay. We'll pretend you didn't just try to lick my asshole. We'll yeah. call it. My, my, the thing, I think the thing that made me really, was really kind of, like, a put off was the fact that this one may have been, like, our third or fourth time fucking, right? And that, so we had, may have been talking maybe a three weeks, four weeks at the most. She's that's kind of early to start licking ass. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, well, how many niggas' asses have you licked? Right. That's right. not the first ass she tried to lick. Yeah, and it was real. It was, and it was, it was, Her technique was impeccable. Like, she was <laughs> fucking my balls, 
And then she kind of went underneath the ball. What, what's the area called, Danny? You know, the tank. And then it just went straight to the asshole. That's it was it, like, that's not the move, bitch. Like, come on. It taint balls, but it taint ass. <laughs> it's the taint. It's, it's, ugh. Ugh. Now I'm thinking yeah, about it again. Yeah. Difference, though. Here's the difference. Somebody mentioned something about wanting to freak. Here's the big difference for me. I don't want a chick like Debo just described that just goes right in and does freaky shit because that means she's done that with random dudes in the past, and that shit is not appealing to me. I want a chick who may be willing to do freaky shit together with me but may not have ever done it before. That's a big difference. I want to groom my freak. I don't want a freak who's already been already been trained and shit. You want to... You want to train your freak. You want to grow into the freakiness together. You don't want somebody to slow roll you into they freak. Yeah, I don't want your everyday run-of-the-mill freak who's been freaky with every dude that she's coming in contact with. Now, I want her to be freaky with me. This is something we're doing together for the very first contact freak. So hey, you, you, never want to, you never want them to bust out a new move, and you say no, and they're like, well, all the other guys liked it. <laughs> you don't know. It's like, no, 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 no. You, this needs to be the first time you were trying this. And then it needs to be something we probably discussed in some roundabout way ahead of time or something that I know you've never done before. Because like you said something like the licking ass. If they do that without you discussing it or you asking for it, you know they've done it before. And now you're like, how, how many assholes have you licked? And if, they, if they're willing to lick ass, then there's got to be a lot of other things they're willing to do. So now you, exactly. your, your mind is right. a great thing. In my, mind at least, in my mind, at least, that's what I'm thinking, right? Because licking ass to me is very nasty. I would never lick a chick ass. And I wouldn't even let a chick lick my ass. So that to me is like very, very nasty. So to me, once she automatically goes to that move, that means that yeah. fucking the ass, swallowing cum, all this other shit is like she, it's been done before. So I'm like, man, this whole is nasty. I don't want to fuck with her. <laughs> so... Tamika has never heard that story, so when she hears this episode, she's gonna she's gonna be surprised. She's gonna try to lick some ass. Nah, <laughs> she might lick everybody. At least she's not the one that licked the ass, and you're telling the story on the air. Yeah. Oh, that bitch! I can tell you that bitch right now. She on my Facebook. So if if your girl asks you, she hears the story, Debo, and then she asks you, "Oh, so did you like it? Would you like me to try it?" What no. Do you tell? No, because she, she first off, I ain't gotta worry about it because I know she's not gonna do that. So. Even if I wanted her to, she wouldn't do it. It's hard to, for me to even try to get her to do, have a, a threesome. So, fuck that shit. Let's try that first. You can bring another bitch in here first. Not impossible? Is this, is this a possibility coming soon? I think so. I hope. I'm praying. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out. We're going to have her on in a couple episodes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll find out. I, I don't think it's ever happening. If you hate on it, it ain't. See? <laughs> You know what? Mr. Playhead is bringing a whole new sense of hate to you. That's what the problem is. I just know I know a little bit about her, and I think there's no chance you're getting that. Uh, somebody can dream. People can dream. All right, I got a question for you. So your, your show, for the people that are listening on our end that, that aren't as familiar with you, um, you occasionally, um, you know, you, you critique other podcasts. Uh, are you familiar with Recap the Recap? No, what's that? Oh, okay. So it's another, I, I, I guess I just assumed that at some point you guys would have crossed paths. It's another podcast. It's um, a black guy and black girl, and they listen to, they should be the, the hater podcast because they, ju- they just hate everything. And they're the two most unfunny, no rhythm, no chemistry people sitting there telling other people 
what they should and you know what they should be doing better or what they should change about their show. And so it was a thing we ran into a while back, and I won't go like real deep into it, but they re- they reviewed our show, and they hated us because um, the things that were jokes they didn't understand or they thought they were meant to be taken seriously. They didn't feel that um, we had any right to talk about black issues or anything like that. Like they just anything that was just natural conversations they they couldn't understand. And it was, it was honestly, it's not even because they didn't like us, but it was one of the worst shows we'd ever heard. And it was just killer that they were then telling other people what to do. I, I feel like after we're done, I need to send them your way. I'm going to send you a link for some of their stuff because I, I would love to hear you critique them. That or would you know, be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me the link. That would be hilarious. Because, see, the thing about me is, um, I don't listen to other podcasts generally, and that's the whole purpose of the podcast critic, because this forces me to listen to podcasts. And I, number one, I can't stand long podcasts. Anything over an hour, I can't stand. Um, I'm a proponent of short podcasts. 30 minutes or under, I love that shit. But anyway, I don't listen to podcasts. So this sort of forces me to listen to what's out there. Every fucking body with a cell phone and an internet connection has a motherfucking podcast. So there's yeah. plenty of shit to critique out there. So yeah, me critiquing these niggas who think that they're critiquing other niggas with their whack-ass podcasts would be perfect because I think I, I have every right to critique other motherfucking shit because my shit, in my opinion, it's great as hell. I'm the greatest podcast ever. So I think if anybody should be critiquing anybody's shit, it should be me because I had great taste. There's no way anybody, any two niggas with poor taste, should be critiquing anybody's shit, in my opinion. It's the funniest thing because it's like I heard you say a couple weeks back, um, I, I think you took a clip of you being on somebody else's show about um, how you had to kind of change your, your the way you critique people's podcasts. And you had to figure it out. It's not so much as blowing smoke up people's ass, but it's like giving an honest opinion. But what these two people did is they listened to a few of our shows. And immediately what they did was they critiqued us, and they just burned and roasted us. They didn't even – so if you listen to the show, you know that me and my friend Danny are friends, right? He's white and I'm black. And so I might let him get away with some stuff that not every black person would let a white person get away with. It. But you know what? That's my friend. So that's our relationship. Now, I understand if you don't get the show, because our show is not basically a straight comedy show. It's more of a satirical content. Like, we, we show how these stupid, you know, you know, we show how dumb these, these uh, what am I trying to say, Danny? I don't know. I don't know. You lost me. No, no I'm with you. It's, I mean, we're, sometimes we're having fun with stuff, but yeah. and sometimes the show's serious, so. And it is trying to just cover points of view that are different. So sometimes I'm going to tell you how I feel the majority of white people see things. And you may not like that, but that doesn't change that that's how white people see things. Right. And Debo's job is going to do the same thing. He's going to try to get a point across of how do, how do the majority of black people see things. And you may think, oh, that's, that's horrible or I disagree with that, but that's fine. It still exists. Yeah. So the right. differences are still there, and it's just highlighting the differences. And then most of the time, though, the goal is showing that the differences aren't really that big a deal or aren't anything that you can't look past or overcome. And it's just except like, oh, well, that's how you feel. Well, this is how I feel. That's fine. We can still be friends, and you can still move on. It, it doesn't matter. You know, we don't have to agree on every little thing 
our cultures and our and our upbringings don't have to be exactly the same. Right, because me and Danny, we we have different views on things, different upbringings, and our show is basically about stereotypes and showing how these different that's where I was for stereotypes. It's showing how these fucking stereotypes are are perceived in the public. And what they did was took one of those episodes where we were playing up a stereotype, which if you ever listen to a show, any show, you can tell that we are not serious when we're talking about this type of stuff. But they took it as serious. We were talking about black hair. Right. And they took that as serious, words, truth, this is what it is. And they shitted on us. They shitted on me, called me Uncle Tom, shitted on Danny, called him a racist. And we listened to their show, and it was the most boring show ever. Like, then do you have some of their shit queued up? I've, I've always got some of their stuff. Play just any segment and let him hear it, and then he can see exactly what the hell was up. I have. I'll play a little bit of their opening segment. Recap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. It is a beautiful, well, a little bit overcast day. It's Saturday, and not too hot outside, which is a really great thing. Um, so just hanging out in the studio with your man, um, and this the legend, the guy that's in here with me, Big What's up, people? What is that, people? That was the opening to their show. Like that. Yo, can I comment on that? Can I comment on that? Because I will be critiquing that whack ass podcast. Yeah, I want to comment on that. Um, <laughs> first of all, that shit was very slow, and I was getting healthy <laughs> just listening to the bitch introduce the show. I was like, if she keeps dragging this shit. If she drags this shit out any longer, I'm gonna fucking choke this hoe. Ho, just say who you are. Introduce the other whack ass nigga and get this shit moving. I was the slowest moving motherfucking intro ever. She took time in the beginning, the part that she's really trying to hook you in. She took time to tell you what the weather was like. You don't know where I live, what what a, what time of day I'm like. I don't care what your weather is like at that time. That's not how this works. Yo, can I say so something, like, dude? Can I say something, dude? And I have a habit of it. I have to say it, otherwise I forget it. A lot of people take themselves a little too seriously. I'm very tongue-in-cheek with my shit. I don't take myself seriously at all. It's like the way, what I'm saying, I really feel, but I'm not like one of these serious niggas who's going to jump on somebody because, oh, you're a racist, you're a white dude, you shouldn't be talking about it. That shit is stupid. You've got too many black people out there who take themselves too fucking seriously and who are quick to call something racist or call a black dude an Uncle Tom because he doesn't act a particular way or sound a particular way. And that's what the way she sounded. I'm going to check her podcast out just to see exactly what these hoes are about, but um, that's how she came across to me just now, one of these black folks who may take themselves just a little too seriously. How was you just starting with the one that they reviewed about us? Um, I swear to God, they took four breaks in their podcast. Which, first off, I know you're not going to like it because it's over an hour. And it might be closer to two, two and a half hours because they took breaks in between, not even segments. They would, yes. just, they would do like 15 minutes and then they're like, okay, we're going to take a break. And they would play music. You know, play like two songs and then come in. Like they're not on the radio. You could just keep going and not play music. I didn't. You can edit the fucking show. <laughs> yeah, and if you were, if, if your real excuse is you needed a break, like maybe podcasting's not for you. If you go 15 minutes and you're like, okay, we Yo, need to pause. You don't so get it, though, Danny. You don't get it. 
people, like I said, some people take themselves a little too seriously. This is like an audition for them. They're hoping somebody hears their whack-ass show and wants to hire their whack-ass. They're pretending like they're on the radio because they want to work at a fake-ass radio station. Too many people, like I said, take themselves way, way too seriously. Chick, just do a fucking podcast and and put an application in at your local radio station. It ain't that serious. You don't even have to. You can just get on local AM radio and just fucking go and just and do that thing and pay money to be on the radio and hope somebody missed. Like our, our stance has always been whether it's if it was a couple hundred, a couple thousand, whatever. If it was five people listening, I think we would still do the show because at this point, like we do it for us. We do it just because it's fun. You know, we we show up, record, you know, our show, talk about whatever. And then, and then we're done. And it's it's just fun for us to do. It's just fucking around. And so I'm like, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be something for us on our end. I don't want it to be something that blows up bigger because then that means you've got to put in more work. You've got to yeah. care more about catering to that audience and caring. And there's, there's a million podcasts out there and everybody can do a podcast. Anyone can grab a microphone and start recording and put themselves up. Every comedian has a podcast. Every actor has a podcast. Anybody that's slightly famous now has one, and everybody that's never been famous has one. And like to try to on on this level to try to compete with them, I I think is it's it's an unfair advantage to people that you know some guy that you know used to be on a TV show, so now he's got fifteen thousand followers on Twitter and says I'm going to start a podcast. Boom, that guy has yeah. So we just do it for us. And if and like to have fun with it, these people, I think you're right, do, do it because they think it's going to turn into a career, and it shouldn't be, I think, a career goal, or at least this route shouldn't be how you get there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so I did notice though when you critique the show, uh, something in particular, and maybe maybe I just didn't hear enough. But for you, I don't know if you have like or you just say how you feel. But what is the biggest ringing endorsement you give another show? Uh, a ringing endorsement? Um, what did I say? I told somebody, or I'm not told them directly, but I said in a podcast that the sound quality was good. That's probably the best I can do. Um, <laughs> it, not because really, this, this, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a podcast advocate. I'm a proponent for podcasting. And if your audio quality is good, that's a bonus. That's a plus because there's so many of them that are horrible. And you guys, you come through nice and clean, you sound good. So if I were to critique your shit, that's one of the things I would say. The audio quality was good, and these guys sound good and comfortable together. Those things are very important. You notice how the dude in the chicken clip you just played sounded awkward and like they just met two minutes ago? Yeah. Why right. are you doing podcasts if you can't even be natural and comfortable and come across that way? It's like and if you couple that shit, the whackness, with the fact that the sound quality and microphones are horrible, why the fuck would you listen? Yeah. I feel but, the same way. We listen to podcasts, too, and it's, I unsubscribe from so many podcasts because I'm always looking for something new. But if in the first episode I hear you, if you can't, like, if you can't grab my attention and keep it, then there's no point of me listening to you. Then I just unsubscribe because there's no reason. I, sometimes I don't even subscribe. I just press play on the first episode I see. And if it's, it's a situation where I can't, if I can't, if you don't entertain me immediately, or if I feel like this is too choppy and it's too up, it's 
Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. It's too much to deal with, man. I mean, like you said, there's so many podcasts out there, and it's not as if we're competing with one another, but a podcast is basically an exhibition of this person's personality and what they're into. And if you can, and if you're a naturally comfortable person just in general, and you can converse and hold a conversation and grab people's attention, that's going to come through in that podcast. If you are unable to, unable to do that, then that's going to come through in that podcast. And I don't want to listen to somebody who's not even comfortable with them motherfucking selves. Right. Now, did you, because you actually, I saw you had some older shows going back to like 2012, and then it seemed like there was a break. Did you start and then stop for a while? Or did um, I see that? Yeah, last year I got arrested and I did it like 12 months. No, I'm joking. Um, I took some time off. <laughs> yeah, I took some time off. Is, is it racist that I just accepted that? Yeah, it's kind of racist that you laughed at it and just assumed that shit was true. Yeah, that's kind of racist. I was just like, yeah, okay, that's what happened. All right. I mean, it's not a big deal. My cousin, I can tell you, my cousin got arrested last night. <laughs> <laughs> I also accept that. I'm not even questioning it. Not even bullshit. So I just didn't even think it was a man. Nah, but it was a total joke. It was a total joke. Now, I started in 2009, and I went strong, for like, from 2009 to about 2012. Around 2012, three years in, after doing that shit, I mean, it takes a lot of work, particularly with what I do with my podcast, calling into shows every fucking night, chopping that shit up into segments, editing everything, adding music, it takes a lot. So I did that shit straight for like three years, all my weekends, in between fucking jigs, everything. Every day of the week I was doing something podcast-related. And anytime you spend that much time, it doesn't even matter if you love that shit to death. Anytime you spend that much time doing something, you get burnt the fuck out. And I got burnt the fuck out. So basically I took almost a year off, and I did maybe three podcast episodes all of 2000, what was that, 2013 or 14, one of those. I did like three episodes the whole year. And I just, you know, did what I wanted to do during that time. So I did take a little time off, and then I just recently got back into the shit. But, um, yeah, I was burnt the fuck out. Weren't you, did you, as the way I understood, you were also doing stand-up a while back too, right? No, I don't know where you got that from now. Theo, did you think that too? I thought that too because, uh, I, I mean, I was listening to your last episode where you were talking to a comedian. So I, I kind of got the impression, at least I, I, I maybe I was wrong, um, that you were had did stand up, which would have oh man that took away like three of my questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I uh, got that. Uh, when you were interviewing the guy that was a comedian, I thought you were saying that uh, that you I I took it as you were you had done stand up, but yeah, maybe I completely misunderstood. I thought you were if saying. You you, the, no, if you're talking about the episode that was released last weekend, I was talking to comedian Ray Love. He had also coincidentally taken some time off. He took two years off. I took like a year off from podcasting, but no, I've never done any stand-up comedy. Um, maybe on that, when you, maybe, I don't know, maybe you mentioned taking the time off from the podcasting, and I thought, because you're talking to him, I thought you were talking about stand-up yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, no, no. I mean, trust me, I think I'm just as funny as many stand-up comedians, but no, I've never done that shit. Would you try it? Would you ever do like an open mic or anything? Um, probably not, because I don't think I'm that kind of funny. I think I'm a different kind of funny. I'm not like get up right. on stage and yeah, I mean there's, there's different types of funny, and that's not my type of funny. Plus, I get pissed off if somebody starts booing and hissing, and I have to fight a nigga. So no, stand-up comedy is <laughs> not my thing. No. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there that get up there. If you go, I love going to you go to open mics because sometimes you know you get guys that drop in and they're really good, and then you get somebody that's awkward and it's really bad. Um, and there'll be that guy that's like you can tell what's funny with their friends. And their friends tell them, 
oh, you're so funny, you should do stand-up. So they get up there, and they don't realize the kind of funny they are doesn't translate. It's a completely different kind of funny from hanging out with your boys and cracking jokes than getting up there and telling stories and relating to people and telling jokes that, that make people laugh. Like, people don't realize it's just a, it's a different style. I, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody that gets up there and does that. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot, uh, a lot of respect for stand-up comedians. Here's the thing. If I were to either construct or if someone were to construct a different form of stand-up, like, and it may even be out there, I'm not sure. My, I would be more comfortable, like, up on stage just cracking on niggas, like talking to people in the audience and just saying something funny related to their situation. I could do that and be funny, but as far as constructing jokes and going up on stage and reciting shit that I've said 20, 30, 100 times, I can't do that because I'm so fucking creative, I get tired of saying the same shit all the time. So I would be yeah. more comfortable like cracking on niggas in the audience or just relating to people on a one-to-one basis and saying something funny based on that. So you'd be willing to do crowd work, but most of the comedians, when they do crowd work, they also have you know, if it's not going well or nobody's giving you anything to feed off of, you have your set to fall back, back on. on. Yeah, you got some material to fall back on. Right. See, I, I can't do that. I, I would just need to be cracking on it. Right. All right. That, no, that makes sense. I, I, I don't know why. We both listened to the same episode separately, though. We both got the impression. I was like, oh, this guy does stand-up. I was, I was like, all ready to ask you about that. I was like, because I, I find that fascinating, people that, that get out there on the road and, and do that. And like you said, you know, you're telling the same jokes over and over because they're, they're like fine tuning them and paying attention to, well, they, you know, this crowd laughed when I said it this way, but then they, you know, didn't react as much when I, you know, emphasize this word at the end of it. So they, and they just tell them over and over trying to find out what is the best way to say that joke. And yeah, it it seems like that could get tiresome. You just keep telling the same jokes every night you're on the road like that. And you have to say it each time like it's brand new. I know. It's kind of hard. Same affliction and everything else. Yeah, it's, I've, I've done it where I've seen comedians in person. Like, you go see them, and then you see them again down the road, maybe not too long. And they tell the same jokes, and then they, they'll do things where they act like they just remembered something or just came up with something. And it's like, no, you, you, you improvised that part last time I saw it. <laughs> Or they, you know, they laugh at their own joke, and I'm like, no, I saw you laugh at that joke last time. It's the same laugh. Yeah, it's like this. Is you know, you know that's my biggest pet peeves. To be honest with you, I'm I'm going to talk about that in the podcast critic tomorrow. Um, my biggest pet peeves because I was listening to his podcast, and these white guys are just being goofy as hell. And I was saying in the podcast, it's a big difference between being goofy and silly and being funny. And I hate when a comedian's up on stage and he's laughing at his own jokes as if that's going to get me to join in and laugh too. I'm like, no, nigga, I paid my money. I don't want to sit here and watch you laugh. I want you to make me laugh. Right. I like it if it seems like they just thought of something on the spot that caught them off guard and, like, you know, as they're saying it, like, they think it's funny. But if I can tell it's a pre-planned joke that you've told a dozen times and you're still laughing at it, it like, it's off-putting. Like, I can't get past that. I'm like, why are you yeah. laughing? Like, this it's is so act. fake. You're not being Basically, real. just acting, man. It's like, you know, and, it, and again, again, I don't know. I just couldn't do it because of what you're describing right now. Being up on stage saying the same shit over and over again, trying to pretend as if it's something, like you said, you just thought of this very moment. But nah, nigga, you said the same shit two days ago when I saw you at the other show. So nah, I I couldn't do that shit. It's straight up phony to me. But I do have respect for comedians, though. Yeah, I I, I get that. So do you have a list of, like, podcasts that you're critiquing, like, lined up? 
or no, I mean, actually, do you just randomly find them? Nah, totally. I mean, everything about me is totally random, brother. I mean, when I call in the shows, doing a hater tour, totally random. I just listen in, and if I if they say something I disagree with or that I feel would be uh, at a good point to jump in and say something, I do. But nah, the podcasts are totally random. I just go to different Stitchers, Podomatic, iTunes, and just see what's out there. And um, if I find three or four that are interesting, I'll critique them that week. And I found four that I found interesting, and I'm going to be talking about them tomorrow. I'm interested. And this is new to me. Like I know you and Debo have talked on on Twitter um, a couple times over the weeks and stuff. And I, I'm the worst with I never I've, I was never signed on to our Twitter, so I was I was so out of the loop. And he told me about it. So then I sat down a couple nights ago and I started listening to a couple episodes. And uh, I I like the style that you got going on. I like the format. I uh, a subtle thing that I like is when you keep music playing under the audio all the time. I don't I don't know why, but I really dig that style. But there's just like the bed of music that's constantly going under it. And it's complimentary to what's going on. Like right. it's, it's well not just random. Yeah. It's just some instrumental from something and it's playing. I don't know where you get the music that you that you use, but I, I like that style. I definitely think you should run with that if you weren't if you were waiting for my opinion on that. That's funny. He's giving me podcast advice like I just started this shit. I've been doing this shit for six years. Like definitely shouldn't run with that. I mean, nigga, I've been running with it for five years. What you <laughs> In case you were wondering, like, hey, should I keep doing this or not? What's Danny's opinion? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give you the thumbs oh, up. You okay, can yeah, that's what's been missing, right? You're right. You're exactly right. All these years, that's what's been missing. Danny's opinion. I appreciate it. I appreciate and, it. I don't want you second-guessing yourself anymore. It's okay to have my blessing. You can yeah, go on as that. we can tell, I lack self-esteem and confidence. You're so right. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because uh, a couple of shows ago, I heard you uh, do the, the hater tour, and uh, one of the shows you called into was talking about if uh, you believe um, going on a date is actually prostitution. My question to you is, have you actually ever had a prostitute where you actually paid money for sex? No, I've never solicited a prostitute ever. I've never paid for pussy. Mm-mm. See, now, I've never paid money for pussy, but I have had somebody pay money for my pussy, if that makes sense. Because I don't believe in spending my own money, but Danny, if Danny was to send me money, I would have absolutely no problem with spending his money. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hook up with a girl that I know is a prostitute or was a prostitute. Right, like I'm legit out on the street. Even a, I, I would never be able to get past it. Like even if you just you came straight from the doctor and showed me that you're clean, you're not in my head. I I don't I don't think mentally I could get past that. But it's the same thing because if if you hook up with a random chick out in the world and she doesn't charge you money, then it's the same thing. You're taking the same risk. Only yeah. thing that she's losing is a couple of bucks. But and really, maybe not even that, because if you hook up with a random chick and you still you keep hooking up with her, you're going to end up spending way more money in the long run. But if it's a girl you met at work or the bar or grocery store or whatever, and you end up hooking up with her, I can convince myself that she's been with maybe one or two other guys before me. If I pull over to the side of the street downtown and, and get a girl in my car and, you know, drop her 50 bucks, I'm pretty sure I'm not the first one that's done that. You, but you can also convince yourself, like, you know what? She's just doing this to get through college. I can't. <laughs> Strippers do it to get through college. <laughs> Prostitutes do it to get through the next fix. <laughs> get through the next fix. What kind of easy slum bitch are you talking about? <laughs> we just talked about this last week when they got the high-class hoes now. 
Oh, I can't afford those, so that's not even an option for me. Yeah, I don't think anybody's in it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never pay you that much. I'm talking about the one you pull over and you know, 200 bucks you have your way with. Like that's that's what I picture in my. I'm I'm talking about Grand Theft Auto hookers. The ones that call late night HBO and shit. Yeah, I, I that's the only thing. But I but you know they've been doing this for a while and they've done some fucked up shit. And I I would never mentally get past that. Hey yo, let me ask you guys something. You guys are friends. I don't know how long you've been friends, but. Friends usually do shit together. You know, you go hang out, you go to strip clubs and shit like that. Could you guys, like, run a train on a chick together? No. I, I, we've talked about this before. I had the choice with a different, with a different friend of mine. Um, we, you're scary. You're scary. We, were work, we were working with a girl, and she, um, we, I had to drive her home, and he rode with me. And, she, and he was trying to hook up with her. And she said that she would if I jumped in, too. And he was looking at me, and I just told, I was like, "No, you're on your own. Like, if you can't pull her without me, then like that, then you just don't bother." But I was like, "No, I, I, I didn't. I, there was no way. Like, I didn't like the, the penis to vagina ratio was not in my favor. You're a bad friend. I, why? Why should because I? Because you supposed to help your friend hook up. Like, you supposed to say yes and get her heated up, and then let him finish. So, so when does that stop? So when? So if the girl says. I'll suck you if your friend makes out with you. And now you gotta make no, out with you. No, 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 no. See, you're going why you go with your or see you go with your, your either or and your your would you rather nasty. No. It can, it doesn't work like that. It could easily be a situation where she's like, Okay, yeah, I want him and you both at the same time and you could just be sitting there playing with a titty and he you know, start sucking. And then you no. slip out the room. It's weird. It, 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 if I make eye contact with him by accident or something, and nah, it's too weird. Why are you looking at him? Don't look at him. Look at her. I'm not judging people that do it. I'm just saying for me, it, it wouldn't work. I could, I could never jump in on that. I, I've never been involved in a scenario where there was an extra guy, not even like where there's two couples in the room or anything like that. I've been in scenarios with an extra girl, but never anything with an extra guy. And I'm, I don't. I don't think it's gay or anything like crazy. Like I'm, you know, super homophobic about it. I just, I don't know. It's just not for me. I don't think I could do it. I've run several trains on bitches when I was <laughs> and have no problem doing it again because it wasn't that bad. It's see, there's a difference between the train and the orgy, like or, or threesome. Threesome is two guys or two girls at the same time, whereas a train is you fuck and then I'm finished and then I come flip in and then I'm fucked. So it's yeah. like one after the other after the other. <laughs> That's even grosser. Nothing. It'd be better off if it was everybody at the same time. The fact that you're taking turns and putting it in where your boy just put it in, that's disgusting. <laughs> you're going to do that anyway if it's everybody at the same time. It's going to be like, all right, let's change positions. Now I'm it's trippy at the same time. I get a hole, you get a hole, and we just stay on our own. <laughs> so how do you pick holes? How do you pick holes? You flip a coin. <laughs> you're doing too much stuff up. That's why a coin has heads and tails. That's what it was invented for. You're putting the pussy on a pedestal, man. Just fuck and go. No, I'm, I'm gonna. Have you, have you ever? Would would you take one for the team like that for a boy? No, I would never do anything like that. Nah, um, I've only ran a train, run a t- train one time, and I was talking to Lena about this shit last week. I ran a train one time, and it's like when I was in my twenties, and it was at my house, so I was able to you know call the rules and call the shots. So I was like, okay, I'll fuck the whole, but I go first, and then the rest of y'all niggas can come in after I'm done. And that's the only way I would do some shit like that. I mean, I wouldn't do it anymore, but that's the only way a train could ever go down with me. I would have to go first, and then the rest of y'all niggas have y'all fun. That first spot is the most coveted. Like, that's the spot you fight over. And I, oh. I, can, I can understand. 
and I think that's fine. I'm like, I'll, if I were to go into the room and I go first, I don't care what you guys do with her after that. I mean, you got to be, you got to understand right. that going last is the worst spot. That is the worst spot to go because she's already tired. She's been flipped three or four different times. And at this point, you're just really trying to get a man, and she really doesn't. And then your boys have nutted. Somebody has already taken liberties and put it on her fucking chest or on her stomach, and it's not the best thing. It's like if you were in a part of a human centipede, and you, and, but you want to be the front segment. You don't want to be the middle guy or somebody in the back. Because if, if you're the guy in the front, then, I mean, nothing really bad happened to you other than somebody, your mouth was, you know, stitched up to your ass. I'm assuming everybody here has seen Human Centipede. No, and I still won't watch it. I've never seen that. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a movie where a doctor kidnaps like three to four different people, and he's, he connects them ass to mouth and forces the top person to eat. And yeah. they just constantly shit in the other person's mouth and eat and shit in the other person's mouth. It's the nastiest movie ever. And it's, they've already had one and two, and the, and the third one's getting ready to come out. And it takes place in a prison. And this prison guard is deciding to step it up to a new level, and he's going to make like a 500-person human centipede. So it's 500 dudes connected ass to mouth, like surgically connected, stitched up, and there's nothing they can do to get away. And I'm all I'm all in on this movie. We do not endorse that movie. I don't. No, not at all. It's definitely some white boy shit. It is. It is. It is. It's so it was. It's made. I. It's got a very German feel to it throughout the movie. So no, it's definitely a white thing. Okay. You got any other questions, Danny? Um, I've got one. You go for it. Pick them out. So, I mean, I have to say this, because with all the stuff that's happening now with Baltimore and the riots and shit like that, uh, I would like to know what your take is on looting. Do you, have you ever looted some shit? Have you any desire to take and get some free shit while riots are going on? I just want to know if you feel the same way I feel about that. Oh, I don't know, but I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, and first of all, let me say this. Uh, my name is Player Hater, and I don't care about a whole bunch of shit, just to lead off with that. Um, but here's the thing. No, I couldn't take part in any looting or rioting and any of that shit. Just like when I call into these alpha black shows. I tell these niggas, look, I'm all for y'all trying to get reparations for me and everybody else and all the other black. I appreciate what you're doing, but don't expect me to help out. Same thing with the looting shit. Typically, it's niggas out there just taking advantage of an opportunity is all it is. A bunch of ignorant-ass niggas who are trying to get some free shit because free shit is to be gotten at that time. Now, I won't be out there trying to get some free shit. I work for a living. I own my own business. So it's like I can afford my own shit. I really ain't that hard up that, A, I want to be with a bunch of niggas, A, and B, that I got to be out in the street stealing shit. So now I wouldn't be about that life, homie. I see. I've always wanted to do it because I feel like it's exciting and I like free shit. So I, I wouldn't turn it down, but I'm not a person that... Like, I don't think I would be the one to start some shit and, like, really say, let's go looting. But I don't mind fucking looting. I don't mind going out there and getting shit. Yeah, I think there's a fine line between there's looting and then there's, like, when you're trying to burn the store down and flip somebody's car over. Like, that's just, that, you're just being a dick then. You're just fucking up other people's stuff. But if I'm out on the street and somebody breaks the window to a Best Buy, I think I have to go in and get myself, like, I think I gotta go look, right? Yeah, I've got to go see what I can. What can I carry out of you? You know, what's, what's the biggest TV I can hold and walk out of here and get back to my car? Yeah, but, yeah I can't I, do that, though. See, they're not. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just a different breed of dude, which I know I am to begin with. And I couldn't even do that, to be honest with you, because I would have to live. I know it sounds corny, but I would have to live with myself. And even though I'm a hater, I'm not a thieving-ass hater. I, I can hate on niggas. 
I just can't go into some place. I'm not an opportunistic motherfucker. Let's just say that. I'm just not opportunistic. I'm not big on free shit. I'm really not. If somebody's giving away something and it's legitimately free, I might take it depending on what it is, but I'm just not one of those typical dudes who's going to take it merely because it's free. And pussy's included in that. I'm not going to take it just because it's free. I mean, I respect that. I just, I think that, you know, well, if you're out there and you're out in the, and you see, see it like this, it's like if you walk in and somebody drops a $100 bill, are you going to pick it up and put it in your pocket or are you going to give it back to the person? No, if, if the dude is right in front of me, I'm going to I'm going to flag the dude down. I'll yell out, yo, my man. If the nigga doesn't hear me, then I'll contemplate keeping the shit. But I'm at least going to make the effort to give it back to him first. I can respect that. All right, we're starting to No, I respect it. And, you know, give, at least make the effort to try. If not, then we keep it. I wouldn't steal anything from, like, a mom-and-pop store. It would have to be a big chain store. If I was going to do that, it would be a big chain store where I felt like it's not, I don't, it's not directly impacting anybody. They got all their shit insured anyway. Stealing those, see, it's that same mentality. You got that nigga mentality. It's that same nigga mentality that a lot of niggas have. like stealing is stealing, man. It doesn't matter. The shit doesn't belong no. to you. It doesn't matter if it's a mom or a pop or a chain or whatever. You're still stealing. Hey, uh, I'm stealing. This guy over here that I do a show with every week will steal a pack of gum for no fucking reason. I feel like I'm not gonna pay for. <laughs> so I just feel like that's stupid to pay for. I'm not gonna pull a five dollar bill out of my pocket to pay for like thirty five cent gum. Like this no. So he has no problem stealing. I have no no quorum stealing at all. At, at all. Oh. I wouldn't go looking for something to steal, but I felt like if an opportunity presented itself and we were everybody's grabbing TVs, out of, like I said, out of the Best Buy, I think I'm going in and getting a TV out of the Best Buy at that point. I think there's a mob mentality to it that it wouldn't feel wrong in that moment. But I would never, I, I would, could never be the person that, like I said, that's trying to flip over somebody's car just because. Or like, you know, some of the stuff in Baltimore that I think at one point they, they lit like an old person's home on Yeah, fire. that's just, well, you can't do that. Like now you're just being the worst person in, you're turning the general public against you. Now it's like, we don't care what you're mad about or what your point was. Now you're just endorsing all the negative stereotypes. You know, now people are just going to, now people are just going to point at the TV and go, there goes black people fucking shit up. Like it's, it's, that's what it turns into. And you're hurting your cause at that point. I felt, I, I mean, I, I don't understand what was the significance of burning down the, the, you know, the, and I know it would still be a dope, but it's still, that's that's backtracking. I don't know what the significance was of burning down that right. versus just you know doing what you're doing. I don't care. I understand the anger you want to let it out, but I don't understand what burning down shit is. That especially sit in your community that's going to benefit your community. I don't understand that. But, I mean, like I said, I don't live in that. I don't live there. I understand the hatred. I understand the anger. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I'm just the type of person that I, I don't I don't I don't want to hurt myself to get my point across. I would rather get my point across in a more constructive way. I, I think I'm with the player hitter here. Um, when he says, I'm, I'm all for you going out and, you know, you're trying to, you know, do your cause and raise your awareness, but I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, you know, where I live, there's always some kind of fun run, fundraiser thing. People go out and, like, get sponsored and then run, up, you know, so many miles and shit. And so much like so many charity things and like you know awareness for different diseases, and I think it's great that those people go and do that stuff. But you know, I got things to do on my weekend. Like you know, we we got to go grocery shopping, and the kid needs a haircut. Like I'm, 
I'm just not that guy that's going to go out and go, you know, sign up for a cancer run. Look, I hate cancer as much as the next guy, and it's great you're raising money for it, but I'm just not the one to jump in there and, and join your cause. So I, I would definitely never be the person that finds out there's a riot going on downtown or something, and I'm going to go jump in on that too. Like, I'll, there's enough people they can do it without me. What's one more? Nobody needs me. Hey, Danny, you know what's interesting about that is um, that makes you selfish as hell like me, and I appreciate that. And what's interesting about that is I have this whole mentality, and I know it's not right, but I think it's an honest one, and I'm not afraid to, to say it, that it, if it doesn't affect me, I don't give a fuck. If I knew somebody mm. in my immediate family that suffered from cancer, then I'd be expecting everybody to help out, including myself. But since I don't right. have that, right, since I don't have that, then I care about it, but I really don't care all that much. I have your mentality. We have similar mentalities to where, oh, it's a good cause and all, but somebody else will take care of that shit. Yeah. See, and I feel y'all on that because, the, oh, just the other day, somebody was asking me if I wanted to buy a Shamrock at fucking CVS or some shit. No, I don't want to buy a Shamrock. What? what? Give me one. No. No. I don't care. I, I've done those, um, depending on the place of me. You know what's weird is I'm more like, and Debo will hate this, but I'm more likely if you go to PetSmart during times of the year, uh, you go, they, you know, they'll ask you, do you want to, uh, you know, donate a dollar to like one of their like a fucking dog? I will do that, but, but I can't. Do it for people. But I care about dogs. But yeah, if I go into McDonald's and they're like, do you want to give us a dollar for MDA and we'll put your name on this hot air balloon and stick it on the wall over there? I'm, I'm usually like, no, nah, I'm good. Just give me the McDouble. Like, and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm on my way, but I will often donate to, like, the animal, like, the, you know, the pet farmer. Because then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, what's another dollar? And I'll, and I'll add it on there. But I care about, like, it's something you care about. about. Right, exactly. It, it, it makes a big difference. If you don't, like I said, it, it depends on how much you care about it. So you obviously love animals. So you're like, okay, I'm going to help the dogs, help the animals, whatever. You you care about cancer, but the shit doesn't really impact you the same way that animals may impact you in your life. So it's like, like I said, somebody else to take care of the cancer shit, but, oh, dogs, here you go. i give you a dollar. You want 10? Right, and I feel like, and my, I can rationalize where I go, if I gave a couple dollars, I know you can actually feed a dog for that. If I gave you a dollar for cancer research, you're not going to find a cure. Let the next guy in line give you a dollar. My dollar is not the one that's going to find the cure. I just don't believe it will be. So I, I'm not motivated to do it. Hey, somebody wants to. As soon as somebody asks me for money for teleportation technology, I am down with that. <laughs> How much would you donate? At least a paycheck. At least six hundred dollars. For teleportation, re- you- I give him six hundred. I give him five hundred quick. I give if I got it five hundred. Here, there you go. I, 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 I was just getting ready to tell you, I'm beginning my Teleportation Research Foundation. You're not a scientist, though. <laughs> no. It's not, no, every schmuck can't. You got to at least pretend. You got to, you know, show me some, some evidence and some proof, at least. I don't know. I, I, I think that if it's something like that, it's like you said, if it's something you care about, you are more willing to do it. And But then there's still the length of it. I'm not going out to do to run a marathon on a Saturday afternoon to raise money for these, like, adoption charities, and I'm not go into like some event to do it like that's an easy way it's convenient for me i care about it i'm okay with it like that that i still have my limits on how much i care about that stuff yo let me ask Debo something if you don't mind because uh, i'm still stuck even though we popped all around that topic and left it a long time ago i'm still on still in a 35 cent back to gum shit that shit still is in my mind <laughs> um so yo, 
Debo, like, is there like a limit? Like, if it's seventy-five cents, okay, I'll pull out a dollar and pay for it. If it's fifty-five cents, okay, I'll pay for it. But thirty-five, nigga, please, you owe me this gum. What the fuck is that mentality? I don't understand that shit. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't care. I, I like, I don't care about it. It's, it's, I, it's no limit to it. It's, a, it's, it's the stupidest shit. But at the same time, I don't know if it's a real freaking thing or whatever. But uh, I have money in my pocket. I have gotten caught stealing and had money in my pocket and fought my way out of going to jail because I said I forgot to pay for it. You know what? I just had so much on my mind. I don't know what it is, but and you know what's funny? My dad is a thief, and my uncle is a thief, and we all thieves. We, we steal shit. Do they steal bigger stuff in your, like, junior time? Nah, like, it's just random shit, like random fucking shit. Like, my dad stole a hammer before. He wanted a hammer. He needed a hammer. He stole a hammer. Um, <laughs> my uncle has stolen like speakers and shit. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's to me it's a it's a, it's a victimless crime because it's not though. It is because it's not like I'm I'm not the type of thief where I'm not kicking your door in and stealing your shit. I'm stealing shit from the store that's already insured. That soon as they figure out it's stolen, they're gonna put a claim for, it, and they're gonna get money back for. It. Not for so, like um, it's fucking well, it's thirty five cents like. You know how many people read? Think about this. How many times have you bought something and say keep the change? They make money, a lot of money from people just saying keep oh, the change. So you, thirty-five cent gum is nothing. You don't know me at all. I never tell anybody to keep the change. You fucking. <laughs> I've, I've never left change anywhere. That is that change is coming with me every time. Give me these seven pennies right now. I, I'll stand there and wait. They oh, I'm sorry, my register's all out. I'll, I got time. <laughs> Open up another drawer. Yeah, I, I still yeah gum is. Like, we talked about that the first episode, didn't we? Yeah. That's nothing to me. Is thirty five cent gum? Yeah. All right. Say you have the change in your pocket. You've got exactly thirty five cents in your pocket, and the gum you picked out is exactly thirty five cents. Do you go up there and just at least just drop it on the corner, or, you know, on the counter, and be like, okay, I'm on my way out? Yeah, I might. All right. That's not too bad. It depends. It depends. It depends if I'm in a stealing mood. If I'm in a mood, I was like, I really want this gum. I'm not paying for it. I'm putting it in my pocket. Now I think you just you just do it because you're lazy. It might be. It, that's, a, that's what it sounds like to me. You, you steal because you're too lazy to take your wallet out and stand in line. And I mean, that, that was, it's, it's, it's in his DNA, too, though. Let's be honest. He said his daddy's a thief, his uncle's a thief. It's in his true. motherfucking DNA. So, I mean, it's all about upbringing, too, because, like, we talked about washing hands earlier. You know, thieving yeah. is in my DNA. My parents taught me and my sister and my family, and my family not to steal. Don't steal. Stealing is wrong. I'm going to whoop your ass if you steal, that type shit. So I always grew up with that mentality. Thieving is just not a good thing. My daddy didn't steal. Nobody in my family are thieves. So it's a part of my makeup. And it's the same thing with Debo. It's a part of his makeup. He's almost justifying the shit by saying my daddy was a thief and my uncle was a thief. I mean, he's not even so much justification because it's wrong. I know it's wrong. And because I'm old enough to know what's wrong, and I still do it. I, I just don't care. I like like but, you don't care about certain shit. I don't. That is one thing I don't. Care. But that's what I think. That's the point, though, is because of the way you were brought up, you don't care. Like you were, you were raised around the culture of it's not that big a deal. And even though I know it's wrong, it's not that big deal. It's victimless. Doesn't hurt anybody if I steal. So like that's how you feel. But that. But other people wouldn't feel that way. He said several times it's only 35 cents. And to me, that would mean that 35 cents is insignificant. So if it's insignificant to them, then why can't it be insignificant for your black ass? Get out 35 cents and pay for the shit. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I, would you, if you got caught, would, it, would you start 
paying them? No. Just don't get caught. Like that. Listen, nobody. Listen, no thief ever says, "Oh, I'm I'm going to straight and narrow." Like rehabilitation to me is a farce. That is bullshit. There is, nobody says get caught and say, "Oh, I've changed my way." You know what they do? They rethink their way. They rethink of a way not to get. I think that's bullshit. I don't think anybody ever gets rehabilitated. I mean, I know people. Some people does do, but I think that that is mainly just a word for people to say to to make them get out of trouble. Oh, I'm rehabilitated. I'm not doing it ever again. Yeah, but do you know how embarrassing it would be to get arrested for stealing a pack of gum for 35 cents? I mean, you would be like the laughing stock of all thieves. When your ass went to jail, they would fuck you in the ass just because you dumped as hell. It's like, nigga, you like, in jail and you stole a 35-cent pack of gum and you had money in your wallet? I'm like, come on, man. I mean, just off embarrassment's sake alone, you should just want to pay 35 cents. That's why you always have that that, that excuse of, oh, man, I didn't mean to. I've I got so much on my mind right now, I do apologize. I'm late. I'm sorry, whatever, whatever. You say whatever you say, you got to say to get out of trouble. You want to say whatever you got to say to get out of trouble. There's a solid point there. If you're going to do it, you do do something so small that it would look so stupid that you were trying to steal. Like, nobody would believe you were, You went in there just to try to steal that gum. But if you go full James Winston. And, and stealing crab legs and right. strip dinners and shit, that's a whole different level. Yeah, you like, forget to pay for crab legs. Yeah, you didn't forget to go and order these crab legs and order this shrimp. Oh, let me get some Hawaiian rolls. Let me get a, a, a bottle of wine and walk out the fucking uh, store. No, that's that's filling oh, to a whole different level. You know what? I think, okay, I think I'm getting a, a handle on the logic right now. I think I'm getting a handle on it. Okay, 35 <laughs> cents is only 35 cents. So even if you get busted stealing a 35 or 50 cent pack of gum, they, it, they're going to find it hard to believe that you actually came in with the intent to steal the gum, so they're going to believe the fact that you forgot to pay because nobody in their right mind would steal a 35-cent pack of gum. That's your logic, right? You're thinking, I can talk my way out of this because ain't no way they're going to think I came in here with the intent to steal this 35-cent pack of gum. That's what you're thinking, right? At least that's how it worked out for me in the past. It, it kind of makes sense that you picked a crime that is so ridiculous that it's hard to imagine you would get caught. That somebody would have to witness you stealing gum every time you came in on a regular basis and then have... And you don't go to the same store and steal. Like, right. nobody does that. They would have to have, like, a, a, a proof of pattern that you were doing this before it would ever hold up. Like, I, 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 think, I, I think I get that, is that you've picked the dumbest crime in the world. When he walks into the store, they have a sign, a poster on the wall with his picture saying, the Juicy Fruit Bandit. <laughs> By the way, the best gum to steal is juicy. Juicy fruit's good for the first five seconds, and then it's just it's just shitty gum after that. The Hubba Bubba Orange Crush, I finally stole some of that, Danny. Something. He didn't try it; he stole it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I've been arguing with him about this for ninety-seven episodes. Ninety-seven episodes. It, it's not. I'm not changing his mind. I I I don't get it, but. Now it's I understand. That's, that's the one why. thing. That's the one thing today, at least, that we discovered that Debo and I disagree about: the fact that I wouldn't steal gum, but that nigga would easily walk in and steal gum for the both of us. I would definitely steal gum for all three of you guys. I would ask your flavors and pick that shit up and come out like, "Wow, bitches!" <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting for Christmas next year. Oh, you get a gang of gum. <laughs> you just start stealing now and store it up. <laughs> that's funny. I, I think we're I think we're about good, Mr. Player. How about you? Oh, I'm good, fellas. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. 
this was this was a ton of fun. I'm I'm not against doing this in the future. Um, don't don't forget my advice. Keep playing music underneath your audio. There's okay, one on, thing you take away from that. Nobody's ever told me that before. Let me let me write that yeah. down so I can remember. Danny likes the music in the show. Okay, duly noted. I gotcha. do. The nice touch it separates you from other people, and you're very good at you know at selecting it. So go forward with that. Go ahead and just do it confidently. Now you got full ringing endorsement. Okay, hey, let, you let, me, let me let me your show then. Let me tell you one thing about your show. Um, right. I listened to your latest episode, at least a portion of it, because uh, your shit is kind of long. Um, you guys talked about wrestling in the beginning. Stop fucking talking about wrestling. That's my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? We it is our goal. We do try to keep it away from shit that, like wrestling and sometimes some games we play that we know doesn't like not everybody's gonna get. But it's hard because that's what brought us together. Like that's our like we know wrestling. We we found each other because of wrestling. So and a lot of the people that um, do listen to us, we do know they listen to it. Like they're friends of ours, or we've met them through that as well. So we know they listen and they know. So it's hard. Like we know some people do, but for every one that we do know listens and knows wrestling. There's got to be, you know, 20 that have never watched wrestling in their life, but it is hard to like, you, you got to remember to like stick to shit that like everybody can pay attention to. And so we try to minimize it. I'd probably cut out entire like 20 minute segments. Yeah. That we, that we've talked about wrestling. And then I realized shit, we went on too long with this and now we got to scrape it all. Cause it's like, well, you no, can't, I totally oh. understand that's something that you guys love. I mean, you love, and that's what brought you together. Which is, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a romantic story and everything. It's what brought you guys together. And um, but I was like, I was like, ten minutes into the ten minutes into the podcast, into the wrestling discussion, I was like, damn, these motherfuckers still talking about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're actually trying to um, get a buddy of ours to to do a show um, about wrestling, so that we have an outlet to go on his show and talk about it, so we don't right. we don't bleed into ours. Like that, we'll go over here and talk about wrestling, so everybody here doesn't have to hear about it. No, no, I'm just we, not, not truly, truly, honestly, I was just fucking with you. I mean, you guys are oh, doing a good job. Yeah, with yeah I was just fucking. It with is you. a legit yeah. thing, though. It's something we're well aware of, though. That is a legit thing. Yeah, you're not the only person that said that. Like several people would say, "Listen, yeah, you, you guys are great." But that segment when you were talking about Clash of Clans, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear us talk about that. But, and like I said, sometimes we just the show. Sometimes we forget that you're recording, and you're just you just end up doing the show for you. And you know, we we always got to be careful inside jokes and references that you know a handful of people might get, or maybe only we get. And it's like you got to remember, like, oh yeah, there's other people listening to it. It's, it's not just us talking to each other all the time. It's the gift and the curse of doing a, a podcast. I was, just about to say that. I was just about to say that it's a gift and a curse because that's a good thing that you guys have that report back and forth. And you're not there sitting all stoic and stiff because you're realizing you're recording. No, you guys are just two guys talking about shit who just happen to be recording it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. We'll we'll take that into consideration. Thanks for calling us friends too. <laughs> I like that I now have two black friends. That's I'm that's what I'm telling people. Well, no, no, you, you, have, got one, you got one black friend, you got one dude you just met for the first time today. Don't get carried away. I, I like that I know two black people. How about that? I'll repeat it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. I can now just drop the N-word whenever I want, and I'd be like, no, I know two black people. It's totally okay. I no, I wouldn't quite go that far. Um, you still need to be a little reserved on the nigger word, but, um, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. 
All right. Go to work and say, Daddy, tell me how that works out. All right, so the magic number is three. I need to know three black people before I can do that. Got it. I'll, I'll make a note. We'll find one. There's got to be more black people out there. Yeah, you need to get uh, at least one more approval on the N-word. Maybe Debo's okay with you using N-word in his presence, but you need to find one more black dude who's cool with that shit. Then you're good to go. All right. I know a lot of white guys that don't mind it. Well, I bet you do. I know, I, know, I know a ton of white people that don't mind if I use that word. So, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I need the black approval. I never, it never dawned on me before. All good. All right. Time to roll out, man. We appreciate you coming on and, and having us on your show at the same time. A uh, lot of fun. And Plus, plug your stuff before you go. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, real simple. Just do a search for the Player Hater Podcast. Um, it's on iTunes, Podomatic, Worldwide. Um, yeah, just do a search for the Player Hater Podcast. You can find me. And, guys, I need you to do me a favor, too, if you don't mind. I just need to get a quick promo from you. Just um, introduce yourselves individually and uh, tag it with the Player Hater Podcast. Something like, and we're listening to this hating ass motherfucking Player Hater Podcast. Anything like that would be cool. All right, so my big Debo, the Trill Troublemaker, and the Ballheaded Baby Maker for my Black Friends Show podcast, and you are listening to the Player Hater Podcast. I'm Danny Richardson. I'm the whitest guy you're friends with, and you're listening to – I'm going to try that again. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else with that. I was, <laughs> I was, I was debating dropping an N-word. And, Don't do that. And I decided not to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm Danny Richardson. I'm the whitest guy you know from my black friend, and you're listening to the Player Hater Podcast, and he's been hating on us all day. Perfect. I appreciate it, fellas. Like you said, Danny, yeah, maybe we can do this shit again. I enjoyed it. I'm all I'm all for that, man. Good luck on everything. All right, guys, you too. Thanks for inviting me in. All right, take care.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.